What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Moving to Florida show. I'm your host, Judson, along with co-host Mohit, Mohit Badlani. What's going on? Wait, you what's, what's your name? name there, bro. <laughs> what's your name again, dude? <laughs> so, so we're actually doing uh, kind of a twofer here today, guys. We, uh, Though you may be listening to these episodes at different times, we just finished recording talking about something that every Floridian loves. Near and dear to us. Publix. <laughs> so now we got to talk about something that Floridians do not like. Uh, it, it's not hurricanes this time. No, it's not hurricanes. It's <laughs> um, not hurricanes. Uh, something that Florida has kind of become known for is we do have our fair share of invasive species, and there's been a little bit of that in the news lately, so we figured we'd uh, come and talk to you folks about it. Is that fair? That's fair. I think we need to let people know what we have down here when it comes to invasive species. Um, and, and folks, this one might be a little shorter episode than normal, or who knows, maybe we'll, we'll go on and on about it. But um, we got a little treat for you at the end of the show, too, a, uh, uh, a little song a listener sent in that uh, we thought was worth checking out. So stay tuned uh, to the end of the show for that. Um, but first, uh, I think we should talk about the one probably the most famous uh, thing, the thing that people think about. Uh, we do have some big snakes here in Florida, especially yes. South Florida. Yep. Um, yep. So just uh, a few days ago or a few weeks ago, um, they caught a record-breaking 215-pound python uh, down <laughs> in South Florida. So every year they do have, uh, in, in South Florida, down in the Everglades, they have like a, a python hunt. They have like a contest or something like this um, to see who can who can find the most snakes. Um, so, I mean, this is definitely a thing. And yeah, during this hunt, um, someone caught an 18-foot-long Burmese python. Um, they said in the stomach contents, they found, um, uh, I guess, the leftovers of an entire adult white-tailed deer. Um, I mean, a... Uh, adult white-tailed deer. Now, they don't get as big here in Florida as they do in some other areas, um, but mm. that's probably still a you know, 125, 150-pound deer that the snake had eaten. Yikes. Uh, I'm sure you can find some keys and stuff that people forgot to. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> or lost. Um, so, yeah, the snake was 215 pounds. Um, Man, alive. 18 feet long and had 122 eggs inside of it. So uh, she was preggers as well, about to make a lot more Yikes. baby big snakes. Yikes. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fortunately, they got this one. They got it out. Um, uh, I've seen some pictures of it. It's crazy. You're like, man, this thing is like moving around. In, in, but it is. Most of these snakes are down in South Florida. So if you're if you're looking at South Florida, um, definitely something to be aware of. I think every once in a while they come as far north as Central Florida. Don't think I've ever heard any you know reports of them in the Panhandle, anything like no. that. So if you're absolutely terrified of giant snakes, maybe you should stay away from South Florida. Maybe you should be looking at at the Panhandle for sure. Yeah, um, I, I know uh, a lot of people, uh, especially down in the Everglades, which is South Florida. Everglades is where uh, it's like a natural resource of Florida and, you know, actual proper swamplands down into the For Everglades sure. and whatnot. Uh, so a lot of people do like to have pythons as pets. So once they reach a certain height, they can't take care of it anymore. They take it down to South Florida into the Everglades and dump them over there. It's a terrible thing to do, but, I mean, that's what they end up doing anyways. 
and then you'll have those you if you go on youtube you'll probably can you probably find a lot of python versus um gators down <laughs> down in uh in the everglades uh, they do go into a you know battle ring sometimes and and duke it out but yeah there there's actually some python patrols out there i know the uh the tnc which is like the uh the nature conserve concert how do i pronounce this word conservation it's a conservation conserver- yes. conservatory. Yep. Uh, they actually uh, uh, go out there and um, they created this thing called Python Patrol, and uh, they'll go out there and you know, f- you know they're tasked the force of controlling the uh, Python environment. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh, definitely a serious thing. If they have a if Florida has a task force for it, but uh, you're absolutely right, Mo. I mean, it, it these came from people had them as pets and released them. And um, turns out the swamp of South Florida is about the same environment as uh, where these snakes originally came from, and right. uh, they are thriving down there. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's not just that there are big snakes. I think a lot of the, like, native animals, the, the populations have been, you know, really affected, um, especially I've heard, like, raccoons, um, bobcats, stuff like that. I mean, that's what these you know, big snakes are targeting for, for their meals and they really affected the, you know, population of native animals to Florida. The reason I, I believe that uh, I know a lot of scientists in the, at the university of Florida, uh, they did like, you know, uh, like this, I guess this, uh, test down there and they're starting to see a lot of biofuels coming out of there and whatnot. So that, that might become very, mo- even more invasive than, than, in the past so there that's why the tnc is out there trying to control that uh, and they're working in partnership with the university of florida to uh to get in control of uh, all these pythons yep absolutely um so got one more uh for you mo uh What's another one that's that? been one? another one that's been in the news lately i don't know if you've if you've seen this one um giant african land snails what is that yeah so apparently this was a thing in the past and they had eradicated them or at least they thought that they had eradicated them and they have uh popped up again um actually here i've just pulled up an article the giant african land snail has been eradicated twice in florida first detection was in 1969 and was eradicated in 1975 um more recently they eradicated it in 2021 from a 2011 detection in miami-dade county um but apparently now it's in newport ritchie in pasco county um they have found one of these giant African land snails. Um, so, I mean, giant uh, may be a bit of a misnomer, but uh, up to eight inches, that's a pretty big snail. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. And and these are a bit of an issue because apparently they do uh, pose a, a health hazard to, um, to humans because uh, they carry a parasite, a uh, rat lungworm, uh, that can cause Yikes. meningitis in humans. So, I mean, that's why, uh, you know, the, the, when I say it's been in the news, I've seen, uh, the articles, the, the headline, you know how they do clickbait. The articles yeah. say, um, something along the lines of their, you know, the Pasco County is in quarantine because of these snails. Now, I don't think this is, uh, again, we have to go back to, to, uh, you know, recent times when everybody was in co- quarantine and in, you know, 2020 with COVID, I don't think this is quite the same thing. Um, yeah. It's not like snails are flying everywhere, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's still, they, they can cause illness in humans. Um, it's illegal to import them or possess them in the United States without a permit, is what this says. And uh, wow. definitely something to be aware of if you see any giant snails. Um, just watch out for them, I guess. Yeah. 
Another big one here is I see them all the time. Is fire ants. Fire ants are invasive too, man. Uh, they they'll go out there and you know start creating nests. Uh, and then, you know, that includes, I mean, the, it says right here, fire ants attack anything that nests or has young on the ground, including birds and sea turtles. They damage crops for, and their venom is as toxic as a cobra. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, and we see them all the time, especially since, you know, we're, we're, we're breaking ground for new homes and things like that. And we see fire ants pop up left and right. Yeah, oh, I'm for sure, sure you have some in your neighborhood. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I mean, we're really just kind of working from memory. You know, I knew I had seen a couple of different things, but, you know, fire ants, I had not even considered that, but you're absolutely right. Um, we had uh, carpenter ants at my at my previous home in Winter Garden. They were yeah. huge and terrifying looking, but apparently yeah. <laughs> apparently their bite is not that bad. Um, no. I don't know if, they're, if those are an invasive uh, species or not, but uh, yeah, fire ants definitely can can hurt you. Um, but they're not they're not going to give you meningitis though. Uh, the the other one that I think it's uh, it says it's very invasive is the feral hogs. They're like little black hogs. Okay, yeah, they're, that's a good one. I haven't seen them here in Flor in in Central Florida, but I'm sure there are. They, some here. They are here absolutely. I've seen signs of them. I mean, again, I spent a little bit more time in the the outdoors. I've definitely seen yeah. places where they've been rooting stuff like that. Um, yeah. I've never seen a wild hog, but, and that particular issue, that is not just a Florida issue, man. They are everywhere. I mean, they are across the country. Um, most of us don't see them day to day, but they are out there for sure. And, uh, they can, they, they cause a lot of disturbance to farmlands, which of course we have a lot of farmland here in Florida. Um, and they cause a lot of disturbance. I know I've heard of, um, hunts for these. I don't know if you've, have you ever had wild, wild boar? Like eating. I've never had wild boar, but I've heard about the hunts that happen. It, it very much depends on their diet. Again, I'm from Louisiana, so we used to, you know, go hunting and stuff like that. <laughs> it very much depends on their diet. Like if if they've been eating like snakes and stuff, because that's the thing. These wild boars will eat anything. Yeah, so if they've been yeah. like living in the swamp eating snakes, then they're not going to be good eating. But if they've been like grazing on the farmland. Yeah, they are good eating. I got to tell you, that's yeah, some of the best pork sure. chops I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> the best type of. But bacon. <laughs> I have like I've I've heard of these like um like uh, farmers in more rural areas of Florida will will pay people to come hunt hogs on their land. Uh, yeah, I've heard of like different tours like where you can pay to like actually be flown in a helicopter and like shoot hogs from helicopters like crazy stuff. Really? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, I, I could see why because it says right here they steal more than eight hundred million dollars per year from the Florida's agricultural industry. So, wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> this is it's the hogs' fault where we why we have the these prices going up in the go. <laughs> in the grocery store. <laughs> Mo, we we call that hogflation. That's awesome, uh, bro. Yep. It's it's not inflation, it's hogflation, guys. So I, I have one more uh in the slimy thread here. <laughs> you I'm going back to the got. snails. Um you know, we we built a new home recently. Uh we moved into our new home in October. It was new construction, as we've talked about on the show before. But I know when they were building it, we came out to look at the house one time and uh you know, once they had they had the slab down and they had the block up, and on one of the columns on our back porch was just covered in these little in these little snails like a half inch to about one inch long shells and when i say covered i mean like hundreds of them um it's not been that bad since 
but it's definitely a problem that's never gone away. Um, I don't have the name in front of me, but I, I, uh, you know, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what the builder did to get rid of him. Um, but once we moved in, like every day I come out and there's three or four of them on the house, sometimes more than that. I don't know what change, what changes, how they move, whatever, but, there, you know, we, we, as I mentioned earlier, we just got back from a trip, um, where we were gone. Uh, I think that was on our public episode. So we were traveling for the 4th yeah. of July weekend. We were gone for four days. When we got back the first night we got back, like they were all over the back porch. I, I got like 30 of them off the next oh, morning, really? probably another 20 or 30. And then my wife said later that day, she went out and got like 20 or 30 of them off of the house. <laughs> now, wasn't sure what to do with these. Um, right. and literally we've just been picking them off and I ended up getting a little, um, just a, like a fly trap container with, right. and I put salt water in it and just drop them in there. Cause think about like slugs, you put salt on them. Right. Um, right. But before I did that, before I was killing these things in mass, uh-huh. I looked it up. It turns out they are actually an invasive species. Um, uh-huh. and they're found a lot in orange groves. And that's why, I because see. the land, you know, where we are used to be orange groves, but these orange are groves. an invasive species. Mm. And much like other invasive species, um, you are supposed to kill them. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, because yeah. they do affect, you know, local the populations of, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's what we've been doing. I do have some, uh, some snail bait on the way that's supposed to, uh, treat them. So I guess, uh, that'll hopefully take care of them as well as any giant African land snails. If we have any of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, getting off the animals, we have some plants here that uh, that cause issues too. So it's like Florida's most problematic aquatic weed, the hydrilla, grows quickly, displaces native vegetation, and degrades water quality. I don't know if you've seen these around these these type of weeds around here. They have like this little white little flower thing that comes out out of them, and it's really really nasty looking. You don't want those around, and you know you know how our you know ground is basically. <laughs> our water stinks here, anyways. In in Florida, it's uh, we could do a whole episode on on how bad Florida water is. <laughs> it is not great. But, yeah, very true. No, and this probably is a reason why. Yep, it could be. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know I've heard of this. I've looked it up. I'm kind of looking at pictures right now. I don't know that I would have looked at that and gone, oh, that's not native. You know, that's an invasive species. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. There are uh, non-native plants as well. And just like we talked about with, you know, with the animals displacing other, you know, native populations, the plants do the same thing. They, they take over. Um, the hydrilla definitely affects the water quality. Um, and, you know, probably causes some native plants to, to die out. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then one more plant, old world climbing ferns, is a great threat to Florida's native plants and animals. Its fronds grows up to 125 feet, suffocates everything beneath them. Man alive, man. <laughs> this is new to me. This is some new information for me. I didn't even know that. I mean, it looks beautiful, but it's it grows so big and wide yeah, that things underneath stuff yeah choke chokes them out. Interesting, man. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that one again. I'm looking at pictures, and I probably would have thought that that's just something you know normal natural native to Florida. I know you know yeah. think that makes me think of again. I'm from the south, so I think of kudzu. Um, yeah, you know, kudzu is taking over the south. I mean, that's an invasive species. So it sounds like this is a, a lot to it, a lot similar yeah. to it. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta go back to the water. I got one more animal. What you got? Uh, the lionfish. 
is another one. The lionfish. The lionfish is uh, invasive. It's in Florida waters in both the Atlantic and the Gulf. Um, it's an invasive yeah. species uh, because, and what the problem is, I think they're voracious eaters, and they yeah. eat up, you know, a local fish, a a lot of lo- you know smaller fish, um, but also those fish are prey for you know other bigger fish, so that affects those right. as well. Um, and the the lionfish is one of them that's just um, really taken over, um, and you know they're, they're not pretty looking either. They they are not pretty looking, but I gotta <laughs> tell you, Mo, they're quite delicious. Are they? They I've are. When we, were, when we were in, uh, when we were at Destin, we went to uh, a restaurant. Uh, what was that called? The Crab Bucket, I think. Something like that. Uh-huh. The Crab Trap. And uh, I had blackened lionfish, and man, it was amazing. It was good. Yeah. It was. I'm. I'm not kidding. It was so good. Um, nice. And yeah, with lionfish, um, they're again they're an invasive species. Um, you can fish for them year round. There's no season. There's no size limit. Um, and matter of fact, I was just reading, you do not even have to, um, if you're doing a lot of traditional, uh, methods, you still have to have right. a fishing license. Cause you know, who knows right. you put bait out in the water. You're not just targeting lionfish. Um, but yeah, it yeah. said if you're, if you're like spear fishing or there's some other like bow fishing and some stuff that's marketed specifically for lionfish, you don't even right. have to have a fishing license, uh, oh, to, cool. to take lionfish because they're an invasive species. Um, might. But they're not native to here. They're usually native to like South Pacific and Indian Oceans. So they're not really a native to us. So they probably came 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 here with the ocean flow. Yep, lionfish <laughs> you know are I mean? native to coral reefs in the tropical waters of the South Pacific and Indian Oceans. Yeah. I wonder how they got here. Hmm. Uh, floating on that ocean current, man. Yeah, right? It's all the hurricanes that come from that side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe so. Who knows? Um, well, I'm sure somebody knows, but <laughs> yeah. not not a couple of realtors in Central Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it could be something similar uh, because people do keep lionfish as pets, too. Uh, I know you yep. said they're not pretty, but maybe some people think they are. So it could have been the same right. thing. It could have been, you know, they might have started with people who were keeping them as pets and, uh, you know, dumped them in the ocean to set them free, and right. they spread from there, you know? I, I, I suppose. Do we have any other? I'm sure there's more invasive species. Well, I know we have a lot more. I mean, that's the end of my list. Like I said, I was really yeah, working same. from just what came to mind, um, you know, the, the snakes and snails. Um, <laughs> uh, those are the main ones, especially with that, man, giant python that probably everyone's seen a picture of yeah. recently. Yeah, um, yeah, and hey, I, if you guys haven't seen that, I'll share an article on our uh, Facebook group whenever we release this. So, um, or hey, I mentioned our Facebook group. I'm in our Facebook page, but by the way, guys, did you know we have a Facebook group? Um, yeah. When we wrap this up, Mo will tell you how to find it. Yeah, we do. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? Man, that's it. We like you said, we could probably we could probably keep going if we really pulled up. But uh, these are the ones that that really come to mind. Um, the 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 snakes, the snails. Um, we have, you know, we, I mean, we do have other, you know, big animals too. I mean, of course we're known yeah. for alligators, but those are yeah. very much native. <laughs> They're from Florida. They lived here uh, a lot longer than humans have been living here. So, you know, um, something that's really crazy. I was on my way to uh, Claremont and in between Claremont and Groveland, and it's not an invasive species by any moment, but something really cool. I saw uh, like bald eagles. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we have bald eagles here. Of- Bald eagles down here. I've never seen that before until like maybe two weeks ago. And I saw that. And it was like a huge long branch that they have kept to get for them. And they come and just hang out on that huge branch. 
And it's it's beautiful to see, man. It's uh, it was just a really really awesome sight to see yeah. a bald eagle. I'm I'm originally from Chicago. We don't see that. We just see tall buildings. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. No, so absolutely, we have bald eagles here. They are native here. Um, you know, that's a, a population that was threatened for a long time, and they've come back. Um, Mo, yeah. I know. You know, obviously, you're you're in Winter Garden. Uh, Plant Street and 429. You've got you know that farmland right there. You got that the old mansion that's a lawyer's office right across yeah, the yeah, street yeah. from that. Um, there's you know some farmland, a little bit of acreage with some pine trees on it. There's a bald uh-huh. eagle nest there. Oh um, really? So, yeah. That'd be you're, cool. When you're headed down Plant Street, headed to the 429, take a look to your left, and you will see a you'll see a nest up there. And very uh-huh. very frequently, you will see them. There's a couple of bald eagles there. Um, they've had, they had babies a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. There were little baby eagles out in that area. So yeah, wow. we absolutely have That's those amazing. around here. That is real cool. So we actually have a very special invasive species song for our closing today. We would like to thank our listener for sending us this song. Her name is Valerie Weisscracker. Thank you for sending us your song and letting us use it as our closing track. Check out her website at www.wisecracker.net. Wait to the end to hear her song, and it's called Invasive Species. All right, guys, now we want to hear from you. You can catch us on our Moving to Florida show hotline you can reach us at our moving to Florida show hotline by dropping a voicemail or texting us at 407-900-5859 or drop us a dm on facebook or instagram at moving to florida show and for twitter our handle is at moving to fl show if you like to connect with us if you have any questions or if you need a realtor here in florida you can reach us at moving to florida show at gmail.com be sure to subscribe to the show if you like our content so that it would automatically download to your Download to your device and get you one step closer to moving to Florida. I wanna go iguana deep down in South Florida. Wanna raise some hell like an African snail. Gonna eat your green plants and flowers, poop in your pool, poison your pets with my infectious stool. Doing the invasive species, it's a crazy dance. Shake like there's fire ants in your pants, in your pants. Wave your antenna, show your fangs, moving and grooving. Do the wild thing, do the wild thing, do the wild thing. Now a big mama python in the Everglades hiding from them. Bounty hunters wanna catch me on the run, but I've got millions of babies, mister. And I don't mean babies, sister. Days will come when. I might even learn to